in your ear. Podcast Network. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave. I'm J-Bone. And this is Does It Suck? So this <laughs> wait wait Dave, Dave, Dave. Dave. Yeah, hold on go Jesus, it's your movie tell me off huh? yeah yeah <laughs> just take the energy down a bit <laughs> no I listened to the other no. podcasts on no, our network and I'm like we need to bring <laughs> it up to bad, I listened to Mike's episode on bad anime and the one thing I realized is like we are the bad new bad news bears of the channel I love it. But we could. Is that like? Would you say like interrupting the start of the show to talk about somebody else's show is bad news? Bears baseball. (laughs) I would say it's plugging the network, which we obviously need. (laughs) The two pizza in the family. Touche. So, Dave, what's your movie? What movie are we doing today? We are doing uh, 1986's Raw Deal with Arnold. (laughs) Arnold, that's a mob guy. And actually, once I started watching this movie, I was like. Oh, I'm actually glad I really picked this because it's perfect for why we started this whole podcast in the first place, which was to watch movies that we thought we loved and to see if they hold up now, because I really did not remember anything about this movie. This was a Sunday afternoon movie that was on all the time. And the Mm -hmm. one part that I and I will go back and give a little thing of what it's about. But the one part that I always remembered, and for some reason, you know how when we watch movies on television, you always caught the movie at a certain place. Mm-hmm. I always caught the movie when it's all gone to shit and he's got to do a whole gun montage, put on his members only jacket and go kill everybody. That Let's was talk about that jacket. Dave, no, awesome. yeah. Let's talk about that jacket. That jacket is fucking horrendous. It's the I want worst it. jacket. I want I've that ever jacket. Seen. No, I love jackets. It's like the only article of clothing I ever pay attention to, and oh, that, jacket, that was the that was the worst jacket I've ever seen in my life. Just, I'm going to go a step further and say that no outfit in this movie fit him properly. No, who dressed him? That's <laughs> my point. That was every everything looked weird in this movie. Everything was either three sizes too small or that awesome double breasted suit that he buys after he wins all the money at the underground casino. He wears it the whole movie, the rest of the movie. Basically, right? Basically, yeah. Basically, the movie is so simple to sum up. He is a downtown shit. In my wait, 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 wait. We'll get into the details. Start, this is general. Is this a simple movie? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Please, this I want to hear you explain the plot because is, I'm not really sure yeah, I understood go, what this happened. This is your time to shine. <laughs> try to haiku it a little it. bit without haiku. Right, you're going to get uninterrupted. Summarize the plot. Yes, go. please. Yeah. FBI dude's son gets killed protecting uh, a seemingly Italian eyewitness. He goes to a down and out sheriff who used to be with the FBI, says, you got to go on to cover off the books. Guy becomes part of the mob. Everything goes to hell. He kills the mob. Boom. That is what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Because nothing else in the movie makes any sense. That's like, that's what they started with. And then every other part was like, what if how many cooks were involved in this dinner like 40 100 yes. how many people I, had I say in script and story beats in the beginning of just... the movie right where they first of all the very opening of the movie the fbi guys very serious tone like okay you know you're not going to talk to anybody they had a great line i can't remember what it was and he's like you're not going to talk to anything except your brains on the mirror and he shoots them and then they cut to like what was the Burt Reynolds movie, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, like car chase with Arnold yeah. in this motorcycle. Oh, so yeah. mediocre. So yeah. mediocre. Uh, I thought the the stunt for the motorcycle guy was pretty good. Yes, correct. I thought yeah. that was like, but it was hilarious because it changed tone like that. It was like dark, yeah, murder, untouchables, and suddenly it was like down, 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 dig it down, dig it down, dig it. Eighties movies yeah. are not known for consistent tone around violence, right? Like eighties movies would constantly do that. The violence would be hideously real sometimes, 
and everything else would be like comic around it and you'd be like what what the fuck just happened oh i, I don't mean like robocop more. where it's on purpose i mean just like well, nihilism or whatever nihilism what do you call it nihilism? yeah like that researching this movie sent me into this deep rabbit hole yeah. of like <laughs> production what ifs and like financial history of, of like 80s hollywood the the producer dino de Laurentiis of this movie mm-hmm. was conan and yes, he yeah. and this was like and i read this was fascinating was no, this movie Beastmaster lost him money, really? which this movie lost him the rights to do Total Recall. And it would have been a wildly different Total Recall if Dino yeah. De Laurentiis didn't go bankrupt and have to sell the rights to that movie. How much did he spend? Because um, what I read was like the budget was six or seven million and it made like 16. Yeah, but he was. I mean, that's not a more than 16. Million. I'm willing to that's take a swing thing. at this. This is good. I'm going to give you some wild speculation based on what I've read about Hollywood. I'm betting that the six or seven million dollar budget is bullshit. And it's like three times that because <laughs> there were so many people involved in this movie. You can just it reeks of like being handed over and firing people and bringing someone else in to do this job. Am I right, Mike? Doesn't it feel like it does. Uh, it's very disjointed. Like there was probably 20 yeah. writers who wrote this movie at one point, 20 people that got their hands on the script. I'm sure the actors were changing things all the time. And I guarantee you, Arnold was not the main choice. And I'm willing to bet the wardrobe was fucked wait, up because Solo of that. It. Go ahead, Solo. No, he he was absolutely the main really? choice because oh, okay. he was still under contract with Dino to do movies. Uh, and like he he made this like deal with him where where he said, "All right, if I do this stupid movie that you're writing, your cop drama, I will be writing, released from your contract." Yeah, and with the exception of Very he smart. really wanted to be in Total Recall, but at the time they had oh god, who did they have? I just read this. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> Anthony Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. And Burt Reynolds. Uh, was so it wasn't Reynolds. Arnold? It wasn't Arnold at first? It wasn't Arnold. It was... Blah, oh, dang it. it. Patrick this, Swayze. Yeah, yeah Patrick Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Uh, the script was not written for Arnold. They shoehorned Arnold into this. I felt I could like... I didn't know that, yeah. but I could tell. I could just tell from it. Well, you can tell because Arnold's tone in this movie is his like normal like kind of commando jokey... Yeah. tone and then everybody else is like putting in like oscar worthy performances like one of my favorite scenes is Wait. at the end when well, when his oscar cop friend is. is learning how to walk again and yeah, oh my god and, no this is this is like well, how you he's know so the good. entire cast yeah and and they're like he's like fucking crying he's like you're going to do this and, and all that and then there's a cutaway to a nurse and she and and she doesn't say anything uh-huh. just her he's eyes crying. Full of tears with <laughs> the most ex- emotive cutaways yes. I've ever seen. You're like, that woman deserves an Oscar right there. Well, for the, crowd, know what, the crowd cheering scene at the end it's, of Dante's Peak. I wouldn't be surprised if there <laughs> yes. were deleted scenes and they spent oh, like yeah. another half hour yeah. on That's the what I'm trying yeah. to come back. And she's like, I didn't love him when I first started working with him, but I fell in <laughs> love with his tenacity and his grit. And then that was the inspiration yeah. for the Seagal one with uh, Kelly LeBrock. Be like, she was like, first we worked on growing back his mustache, and then we worked on worked on his walking. After that, that guy is in a completely different movie than everybody else. Isn't that guy's like a David Mamet play in Chicago? That guy is so serious. The whole cast is. That's the that's the dad from Christmas Story, isn't it? Yes. No. Yeah. Yep. It is. Correct. Boom. And it is a different chief. So they, so, all right, people, there's so much going on in this. You're just checking right now. So there's a (laughs) part in the movie where they do their heist section and the heist section, they're going to basically get back all the dope and the money that the cops raided them you know, in this house that I thought was a oh, that's what they every were door doing. they opened, like yes, somebody was fucking. <laughs> everybody was fucking in this house, by the way. There was just everywhere. Yeah. Every door they opened, they were like, freeze. And he was like, oh, and he was like, freeze. Dave, Dave I have a question for you. Yeah. I want to backtrack for a quick second. I wrote, the opening is awesome, but what's even happening? What was I writing about? Yeah. What was happening in the opening <laughs> of the movie? Where when, they when go they, to kill, they kill the, witness. the witness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> fucking those, wild. Those guys. That's a those, wild opening for a movie. Are they the, the Italian mob, by the way? I'm so confused. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're the mob. Exactly. He, That's what I they are, love... The mob. Yeah, it's the like mob. Max. Yeah, with this Italian guy. He's a made man. His name's Max Brenner. 
Yeah. Dude, and the other guy say, did one of the characters say witness this before shooting somebody? Yes, yes that, that was, was, was the tough one. That was the tough one. But this is why I actually love this movie for the Yeah, these parts are awesome. So yeah, we haven't watched like a really insanely I'm just gonna say bad movie in a while, and it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, you nailed it, Dave. (laughs) Is there I do not remember this movie being this bad, by the way. Which we didn't know. We didn't know that this was like I think so it's funny. Uh Mama (laughs) Mama J Bone read Ebert's review. I don't read I usually like go I watch the movie Mm -hmm. and then talk to you guys and then I'll go back and like read things after the fact, after we talk about it. I try to go in like fresh. Yeah. Yeah, for the pod. But uh, so Mama Chabon read Ebert's review and he said, uh, he said, I like this. She told me one thing he said. Um, he's like, it's basically so by the numbers that it's astonishing how much they fucked it up. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like a train. <laughs> it's so true. It makes <laughs> no it sense. Yeah, he was like, he was like, this is like your run of the mill, like 80s action movie. With yeah, just tons it was of violence, so easy. But it, was it makes no sense. <laughs> it was no sense. What happened? Minute cocaine. 30 it's cocaine. Minute, like, the answer is cocaine. I won my snack back. They needed Ron like, Silver or Bruckheimer or somebody on there to like straighten this shit out. <laughs> it seems like uh, uh, like cocaine stopped people from asking, why would the Italian mafia let... A, man, a person like Schwarzenegger just walk in like that. And they'd be like, well, I guess this guy is okay. He's, he's stuff for us. I kind of like this idea of writing scripts. So, something. He would shoot up something or shoot up somebody. He, he, he busts up the gambling yeah. establishment and like drives a for no reason. He did not he have to. He drives a through. truck through it. That's why yeah. he drives a Mack truck. <laughs> With a smile on his face, by the way, building. which I love. Also, an extended, uh, like, um, drag stripper dance sequence that is very long. And yeah, it's, it's like club. a weirdly, like, progressive, like, entrance into the underworld gay culture of the 80s. You, know, yeah. you kind of, like, go in there. And then it's like, all right, like this is the this is the club. But didn't Mike, you watch yeah. there was a documentary or a book that came out about um the wife of Lucky Luciano and how and also how much the mob was involved with a lot oh, no, of no, it wasn't, clubs, right? What uh, was it one like that? It wasn't it was Lucky cash. Luciano, it was the wife of Vito Genovese. Oh right. Oh, okay. Uh and she ran all the gay bars downtown because the gay bars would get busted up by the cops. So the gay bars with uh, the mob money behind them would get uh, the, they would pay off the cops. So basically, yeah. in downtown New York, they had a huge, uh-huh. like, right. thriving uh, gay culture because of that. Because and it was a I... place. Uh, no, because it was a place where uh, you know gay men and lesbians and people could gather back in like the forties, spend 50s. cash, and it used to be yeah, on Canal Street, right? Yeah. Well, just like all downtown, like below, like below 14th street kind of uh so how did this movie all, show us that like the Arnold... west village okay so that's how why the west movie... village is a gay neighborhood <laughs> what did, how did this movie show us how arnold is not gay during these scenes what was the choice can you guys the remind cigar? me uh, was, it, giant, was it a cigar was it no falling? there was no reason he was definitely by curious it was a giant cigar in his mouth <laughs> yes no i <laughs> thought it was friend. maybe falling asleep before having sex with that lady Oh, oh, the drunk, drunk Arnold is, is yeah. the most painfully awkward thing I've ever seen. And who is that actor with the? Who's that actor who was his rival hitman? What was what? Who's that? Robert Robert Davi. Davi. What oh, is this? He's awesome. Davi, Robert Davi. Otherwise Robert known as like every um, bad guy in the eighties. He's that great. bad guy from every eighties yeah. movie. Yeah, he's so good in this movie. He's yeah. really, really good in it. That's what I'm telling you. Everybody in the cast is like acting their fucking asses off, and then Arnold's coming in. He's like. Oh, like chew on this, you know, he's just like <laughs> dropping the one liners and like goofing off. Yeah, he's like order bologna next time. <laughs> Do not drink and bake. Can we can but, we talk wait, about wait, this? Let me let me say though, there's one other yes. cameo. So in the movie, they decide to get the smack back, right? And they do this huge heist and they call in a bomb threat. And uh-huh. it's a smack back, name of my sex tape. So they there's one scene, and it's the dude uh, from Home Alone who's in all the movies that Kevin Callister watches. The Dirty Harry-esque movie. Oh, right. No, right, it right, wasn't right. him. It wasn't Are you him. Sure no, it's not that actor? I, I swear we looked to it God. Up. We thought the same thing, and we looked it up because it blew my mind. 
Um, oh, and it wasn't animal. him. But um, Mama J Bone thought, thought the same thing, Dave. She was like, oh. "That's the dude from Home Alone." I was like, I "What, what so dude?" Yeah, it was like a <laughs> the angels a with dirty one. wings or dirty souls yeah. or whatever. Merry yes. Christmas, yeah, yeah. animal, you filthy yeah. animal. Keep, no, it's keep the change. You filthy uh, keep the change. Uh, is that the second one? Didn't they have another line like one, that? No, it's two, the first one. Ten. I know the first one. What they say in the second one? In the second one, I don't know what. What it is, you should not remember. drink and bake. That's what they said in no. this movie. You Arnold yells at his wife. Oh, wait. So Arnold's <laughs> wife hammered is so uncomfortable in the beginning of the movie. That's, I don't know what so she's weird. talking about. She, she said, you cake. think, she said, you think because we're in shape, we're not already fat. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm what like, does that what mean? What's she talking about? She's drunk. She's clearly drunk. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I thought it was a very weird. philosophical but, statement. But in the movie, he. <laughs> Seems to love her very much, but then <laughs> what happens to her? She That's was like in the last scene. No, that was actually I wrote that down because about twenty minutes in, not even twenty minutes, probably like as the movie's going on, I was like, "What happened to his wife?" And then at the yes. end, the the thirtieth writer was like, "Oh, we got to bring back the wife somehow." Yeah, and totally. <laughs> so while he's helping Harry, he's got to be like, "I went back to my wife. It went really well." I have a proposition for you guys. Yes. Oh. I have a proposition for you guys. We're going to, I'm going to write a script and then I'm going to give it, I'm, I'm going to do a lot of cocaine and write a script and I'm going to give it to one of you guys at random and you have to do the same thing and then randomly give it to somebody else. And after it gets through like us five or six times, let's see what that script says. I like that. <laughs> I think that's how this movie happened. I think that's what you happened. Know, like, this makes a lot of sense though. Cocaine. They yeah, aired too. that movie all the time. I don't even know when I was young. I can't even tell you how many times I saw this movie on television. Okay. That must have been the licensing they needed to do to try to make up for all the money they lost making this movie. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The country western music, I was just thinking one of the notes I made was like the whole montage in the beginning with the car chase and the motorcycle jump. It's like Dukes of Hazard music. It is, yeah. <laughs> Which no way they got the rights to that music before they got Arnold or whatever is my guess. And but then they're also... like, fuck it, we have it. It doesn't go with Arnold, but we'll put it in there. Give him a Jeep. It's kind like, of like Dixas. He's a sheriff. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. so Come American. <laughs> that whole beginning sequence where you get to know him is so weird, and and like he catches the the guy on the motorcycle in such a crazy way yeah. of like nobody nobody on that police department is like, dude. You yeah. fucking set the road on fire and like blew up a motorcycle. <laughs> no, like, actually, it's the complete reverse. He brings him in, and the other guys are like, ah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he they're goes, all psyched my, about it. My, this is my favorite line in the movie because I've never related to any line more in any movie. He goes, when he leaves with his sunglasses on and the cigar in his mouth, he goes, I'll be home if you need me. Boom. <laughs> walks out the door. <laughs> Perfect. Didn't we also get like this was maybe their attempt at like a Dashiell Hammett hard boiled like Maltese Falcon thing that just no. went woefully wrong? Absolutely, somebody was somebody was no. attempting oh, it's that. Dashiell Hammett. Somebody, I I relate yeah. all of those types of movies where it's like the lone gunman, the detective, basically because it's Dashiell Hammett. But those books yeah. and those movies have great turns and they're great mystery. I'm not comparing them on like being on the same level. But I felt this a little bit when it's like he's going undercover, and then I was just like, "Oh, it's just a bad version of that." Yeah, I don't think the these writers title. have. I don't think the, these writers have read other books or seen <laughs> or general. seen other movies. Some, some of them probably have. <laughs> I guarantee some of them ha- are what Dave's saying, and some of them are what you're saying. Like, there's so many people. This went through so many styles. Yeah, it's the original wild. title of this movie, which is apparently still on a bunch of the copies of the script, was Triple Identity. That's really the best that this team <laughs> I can't of three wrap my writers head came up with. Well, that makes total sense. Wait, wait, I, I have the exact person to uh, replace Arnold with in this movie. Though Arnold is not the problem with this movie, I think I can take him out no. and add one ingredient, and the movie works on a whole new level, and it's Kurt Russell. No. Uh, I, you gonna say, I don't even know him. if that helps. You put Kurt Russell <laughs> in this and just have him do his John Wayne thing again. He doesn't save <laughs> it. Through this movie. The, the movie just uh, bumps up and knocks no, I, I think, think at this point in Arnold's career, like him and Lou Ferrigna are like interchangeable. This is after Conan. Conan made a lot of money. This is after yeah. Commando. Yes. Yeah, Commando this made a lot of money too. Arnold was, a, yeah. Arnold was a, like, was a production Arnold. at this point. And Commando is a good movie. I mean, yeah. that was peak 80s, but at least it had some structure that kind of worked. You know? Yeah. I agree. This, this one was movie. like... 
I so like a good mob movie too, for what it's worth. On, this, I was like, just stick with the me, plot. <laughs> this movie sent me into a 1986 rabbit hole, which I then suddenly, I mean, I know we, I think we've talked about it before on this podcast, but 1986 being the best year for movies ever. We've said that about everything else. That, too. Well, 86, eighty-six, and I'm just going to run down the list real Let's quick say. here. Aliens, Platoon, Star Trek Four, Ferris Bueller's, Top Gun, Highlander, um, that was Big Trouble list. in Little China, what? Uh, <laughs> Three Amigos, huh? okay. um, Color of Money, yeah, FX, I fucking love that movie. Uh, what else we have here? Maximum Overdrive is another one. Crocodile oh, Dundee, <laughs> Maximum Overdrive Labyrinth. is also a cocaine movie. Labyrinth. This oh, yeah. is a whole 1986. Damn, that's a hell oh, of a labyrinth. Wow. Year. Man, so, damn. That is damn. good. You said Top Gun yeah, was just like in there? Yeah. Top Gun. Amongst, just top amongst gun. the trees. Tony and T- – yeah. oh, no, Ridley Scott didn't have a movie there. I sounds like an alien for a second. It sounds like a raw deal. <laughs> oh, that's my question. All right. Who got the raw deal? What was the raw, the raw deal? I say Harry got the raw deal. Harry was like what, the guy that got paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do they all get a raw deal? Basically, I mean, well, Arnold killed a lot of people, but they're all bad guys, right? Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm sure he made no mistakes. Yeah, yeah. He, he killed the he district killed attorney. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah. What did he say to the district attorney? That was is that eye makeup guy, the guy who's always got the very severe eye makeup in yeah. every '80s movie. Okay. Yeah. Also, how he killed the lead mob guy, and he just is there bent over on the desk. Yeah, he got the raw deal. That's the raw deal. Which Maybe movie the, was the Jack Palance, the insane Jack Palance performance that we? That watched? was Tango and Cash. Tango yeah. and Cash. Tango and Cash. Oh, uh, <laughs> Tango, Tango, Tango and Cash a better was way story better storyline than this. And Tango then, and Cash was yeah. better. I and oh man, that that was way better than this. Uh, the. This apparently did this come out the same year as Cobra too? Because that's like another yes. one. Oh uh, yeah, Ebert I'm, I'm brings at the 86 up list. Yeah, Ebert on the brings list. up Ebert brings up Cobra in his review of this movie as it's like another terrible movie <laughs> that doesn't make sense, and it's true. They both made their mo- their terrible movies. That this don't whole make movie sense is based sense. on catch line catchphrases and a couple of action scenes, and that's about it. So how and him faking feel- his own death in the most ridiculous. Fake that death. was an awesome yeah, set that scene. scene for us, Mike. <laughs> he he dropped he uh, so he called. I don't know why he has to fake his death, but apparently he has to. This so, is 20 minutes into the movie, by the way, right? So, so he can't trace him to his new identity. Mob. Yeah, let, so him, he, let him say it. So he <laughs> calls in a burglary to the refinery. What is that plant? He's going no, to a to refinery. His, uh, his police station. No, to it was his a power plant. Or yeah, something. he's at the power no, plant. It's a refinery. It's a refinery. Yeah, yeah. The oil refinery, which he, he takes a cop those... car, though, even though he's not a cop anymore. So he no, takes his local. He's a sheriff. Yeah. He's a small town sheriff. sheriff. He takes his oh, sheriff right. car. Okay. So he's going yeah. to investigate the fake burglary. And he goes up to one of those giant uh, cylinders or whatever of silos of gas, I guess, and just <laughs> turns it on like. Throw, does he like throw his cigar at it? How does yeah. he blow it up? He smoke, he no, lights he a huge dick sized cigar and yeah. throws it in there. No, and that's like the motorcycle the guy. He gets the, yeah, the motorcycle, motorcycle guy yeah. with uh, the cigar. Oh, right. But he might have done it twice. I yeah, mean, why but, not? But he blows up the entire refinery. Yeah. To fake his own death. To fake his There's own some death. refinery owner that's like, yeah. well, I'm out of business. My dreams are ruined. <laughs> the car. The car got the raw deal. The car. The There's so many. The refinery owner got the raw deal. Harry got the raw deal. His wife got the raw deal. That is the best way to look at this movie. Everyone mm. got the raw deal. So just think about it. Yeah. There's so Stop. many ways, though, that he could have faked his death that did not involve blowing up an entire <laughs> refinery. But it's no so trace, that he looked like though. he was vaporized. Then you leave like yeah, a little no band aid with some blood on it. I guess. <laughs> How else do you never? How do you leave no like, uh, I guess he's gone. There's no Later human remains. He's like too. Uh, I I I got so lonely. I think her name is Julie, the wife. But he's like, I went to call Julie last night, but I couldn't. And he's like, Yeah. Does he say that? Idea. He does. Yeah. They try to bring back the wife. What's yeah, that what accent is... that you're doing? I don't know. I, wait, it's like, no, I get it, Dave. Dave, I hear it. You're doing you're doing Arnold in the mafia. Yeah. You're doing like Arnold as a mob like, enforcer. Sad, it's sad I'll, mafia I'll, Arnold. I will be back. <laughs> I can't call Julie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to call Julie. <laughs> oh, I will be back, yeah. okay? <laughs> okay, I will be back, you guys. Hasta la vista, okay? <laughs> no, you went more Italian there. You're like, it's me, Mario. I'm in the mafia. <laughs> I was going to say, Antonio Banderas I'm doing Arnold. Imitating you doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> nah, it's too many, too, too many steps down. <laughs> I... He's like, I want to join the mafia. Ah, how's that? Do, do you guys remember what Arnold tells his wife at the end in the happy reunion? Do you remember what the news he shares with his wife? No. That he wants to get her pregnant? He says, this is the line. I wrote it. He says, remember that horse we used to look at? I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss this scene? I didn't even this remember. This is a real thing that happens That's at the end right. of the movie. <laughs> That's right. I, it's, I, I like want to know the writer here. I want to know the writer who was like, "Oh, you know how we'll do this scene with the airplane and the girl who's like involved with the mob, but not Casablanca." Yeah, that's like they were like, "We'll do a Casablanca." <laughs> oh man, it's brilliant! <laughs> oh wait, I wrote down a line. I wrote down a line for the movie that I can't remember what scene it's from. I was just writing down lines this so is a fast. Good game. Tell us, yeah, tell us. Is, when was the last time you had a good piss? <laughs> oh, yes. Was that was the that, stakeout scene? Or was that, that I think that was when he was arguing with the everybody bad guy guy that he... Because, you know, like in some of these movies, you know the structure. Like he gets into the mob and then he has to go on like the daily jobs with the guy. But they only do one like daily extortion job and that's the gay bar. And oh, then in the bathroom. After, like, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. it, really. Oh, what was the bathroom? That's where they uh, did they, it. That's where they, they took him in and beat him up. They didn't yeah. even have enough time to do like, we're going to have a montage, going to extort everyone. Yes. Like, yeah, but Arnold did a good, like, was, I don't want to kill you, but I still want to look like I yeah. would kill you. He did one of those. Why, Dave, I mean, you, I don't have a you've seen this him. movie the most. I have a question, Dave. Speaking of find the notes, I wrote air traffic control for some reason. Why did I write that? Oh, That's shit. When he... <laughs> Through somebody somewhere? I don't know. I don't know what I wrote there. <laughs> makes no sense. Wait, hold on. I want to talk real quick about the gunfight before the final gunfight. When he on, we're, l- we're less than a minute. So hold your thoughts, Sully. You're going to open the oh, next one with it. About, uh, Josh, Josh also, play, some, play some music from the movie. because This I movie bought talk satisfaction. The movie. Yeah. They spent money on a Rolling Stones song. The Rolling Stones I want to talk song. about the music. When I played, I was yeah. like, there's the budget. There, yeah, what the fuck? I need to <laughs> Which know Which is not even the tape he puts into the tape player. It's completely different music and then Rolling Stone satisfaction. Arnold was fucking pumping to journey. I have no doubt about that. That's what this movie needed. Something like that. All right, we're coming back solo. You can lead in with whatever the fuck you were about it to say. It was an Oompa band. I love it. Go ahead, Solo. What was your next point? No, the, I, it wasn't a point so much as a group opinion on the scene where he kicks the front windshield out of his car and proceeds to shoot everybody in the quarry. Yes. While listening to Satisfaction like, from yeah. Rolling Stones. They spent a lot of time on him kicking the windshield out of the car, too. And I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, why? Did you, ever kick, did you ever come up with why? I did not. No, I most of this and this goes back to like J Bone, uh, you know, in our our dueling philosophies of filmmaking. Where why are we dueling? No, we're, not, we're agreeing. We've been agreeing. We're getting we're at war. war. We've been at war since when I was three years old. <laughs> I'm at sure. war with the mob. I'm at war. Ahead, with wait, my, I'm say, at though? war with my landlord. Dave, Dave, why does say? he kick what out the say? windshield? Why does he? Do why it? does he kick out the windshield? So he can shoot better? 
I mean, that's that's yeah. what I thought. Is that it? Yeah, so but it took him a real long time, and he's Arnold. It really did. One kick. And he, he was, was already like, in a convertible. Ah, shotgun. Uh, he was in a convertible. He was. No. <laughs> he's like, Cadillac can do no wrong. I don't even know yeah. about Cadillac. <laughs> There's some great From that point on until the end of the movie, I actually got – I was like gun shotted out. Like I was laying on my couch, just like, all right, it's. I kind of think this is why I thought it was a good movie when I was a kid because I only caught it kind of from that point on. It was like, and actually, it was the quarry scene actually where I would usually catch it, and I was like, awesome action, and then out of nowhere, and actually, let's just talk about that scene for a minute, right? So, I I desperately want to. So. Basically, at this point in the movie, he's gone undercover and he's amazing as, I assume, an Italian mafia guy because none of these guys are Italian mafia, which is well, even more hilarious. Them. I know. Well, he's like, come and join the mob. What are you, Irish? No problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you're Czechoslovakian? We don't care. I had a cousin so, from Ireland. Hey, he's great. <laughs> the Polish guys from Chicago that they're all skeptical about. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. one Jewish mobster, which they didn't reveal that he was Jewish, Leminski, until they were like, except it's a fucking Jewish holiday. You didn't get the memo? Do your research. Sorry, I'm sorry Arnold says my that. accents. Arnold did say that. <laughs> I just think they should all sound more like that. Anyway, yeah. So basically, everything goes to shit. And Arnold's like, okay, we actually, there's a whole scene in the cemetery, which is kind of amazing, where they're like, we got to kill this cop, the FBI guy who sets Arnold Harry. up going into my Harry. Yeah. Harry. So, Harry gets- but I just remember I when he's like, he's like, who are we trying to kill? And he's like, don't worry about it. It's a cop. Yeah, just some cop. He goes, just some cop. Like, that's not a big deal. You're going to, you have a yeah. hit on a cop. And the longest build ever, like I get they were trying to do some Western thing, but it was like so long of them walking in the cemetery Mm -hmm. that I was like, are they going to the other funeral? Are they going to kill this guy? So that happens. And they're like, well, our cover's blown. And then, you know, out of nowhere, they do the best 80s thing that everyone has made fun of in every comedy, like since in a reference to action movies, he goes, he gets out of there and out of nowhere, the girl from who's been gambling with and i don't think he ever actually oh. pulls up in his car which he gave yeah. him the keys to so that was explained he goes how did you get here and she goes i'm just saving your ass and yeah. they go away that's it yeah why did she think that was going to be a, a situation where he needed to be saved why, yeah, why one of, yeah one of the things is like why <laughs> even bring it up if you're not going to explain it like fine like <laughs> she warned him she did, did warn. Oh, did she? She said, was stay oh, safe. Watch your yeah, back. Yeah, she said, yeah, she, that's it. I don't think she knew. I don't know. I don't think she, that like, was I don't like, think she was working um, both sides. Was it she that was, was more was believable? Tractioning it? <laughs> to me, that was more believable than him blowing up an entire refinery to well, fake no, so That's how you fake your own death, Mike. Come on. Well, no, it's sure. interesting. Mike saw this movie most recently, right? And oh, yeah, I think him, I did. I, I saw, saw it. Yeah, I saw it a couple days ago. Mike, Mike, you finished watching this last night, right? No, two days now. Two days? All right. My point is, I saw it the furthest away from everybody, and it has just evaporated out of my head, like, forever. (laughs) It's confusing. But it's gone. Like, I remember snippets here and there, some gunfights, basically, but it's gone. It's, like, out of my head. That was, like, Dante's peak for me, by the way. By the time we – sometimes we watch it, and then we don't talk about it for a while. I'm like – yeah, I'm just gonna listen to you guys talk because it sounds good. So I really I, like I really like bullet ridden cars. Do you guys like that? What's that? <laughs> when cars just get shot up, I love oh, it. Oh, but I also love a car when he drives up. the car and the bulldozer comes out of nowhere. Yes, I love bulldozers. that scene. It's so ridiculous. Right. And then he's Sorry, like, Mike. "I got all this time, but I got to do something." <laughs> there is a car that says "bullet resistant." That's the cocaine talking because they were like, yeah. how do we explain that there's these cars? Well, um, our, guy, uh, our guy, Buchu or whatever from Desperado, what's his name? Um, he, Bucho. He, Bucho, Bucho had a, had he, his team perfected the bulletproof um, explanation limo, but uh, they weren't ready for a guy with knives. That's what threw them off. They weren't ready for that part of it. That, that <laughs> At least Rodriguez was leaning into it. That's all. Yeah. He's like, take the car if you see someone. (laughs) But yeah, so just that whole scene, it was like, I think in my head as a kid, I kind of like my memory, you know, your memory of the movie is like, 
oh, it's all like bulldozers and trucks and just ridiculous action. And I guess this movie was good, but obviously upon reseeing it, I none of it makes the most sense. I love also the scene where he, he, he gets a thousand dollars in chips and then He's sitting next to the girl who he mm-hmm. hasn't not fucked yet, and he never fucks. Doesn't. He and stays faithful. Doesn't. He does. Yeah. I love my wife. Holy. <laughs> yeah. He loves his lush ass wife. Guys, he hammered. bought the horse. He bought yeah. the horse. That they used to look at. That's right. <laughs> that one. Hey, honey. Yeah. Just shitting in the backyard now. <laughs> Picture funny. those dates. You're hanging yeah, out with Arnold on the horse. side of a road. But he gives all his chips to her, and it's just like there's no reason for I don't know. You also like miss chances if you're just going to have like an awesome 80s movie that makes no sense but just like wonderful montages for no great reason. He should have gambled the money. He should have no something. montages in this movie. I have another That's missed opportunity. Remember when he's the wrong ones. The scene when he meets the mob boss for the first time and starts the rivalry with with our guy – um, the mob boss brings out this like fucking treasure chest of cigars that's gorgeous, <laughs> and there's like huge cigars, and it's glowing and light. And Arnold says nothing about it. You have that entire situation right in front of you. Like that's the kind of thing I think could have made this movie actually an actual good movie. You gotta have a scene there where Arnold talks cigars with the dude, right? You gotta have him. Sit I think down it goes back like, to what you said about Cisco. Like, oh, what yeah. is that? About what Ebert said. How do it, you miss that opportunity? Yeah. You set up that scene. Arnold's making jokes the whole movie. He's chewing on cigars and he says nothing about there's probably like whatever the most beautiful fancy cigar that some cigar nerd would love is in that box. And he doesn't say anything. He's not like, oh, man, you got good taste. And, and then he should be like, sit down. I love you. And then the other guy gets jealous. It like fucking writes itself. And they couldn't even like they couldn't even do that. Maybe that was Arnold being like, my character would not talk about cigars. He would just do to, yeah. to smoke. Do you would just smoke them? He is an action man. He would never smoke another man's cigar. <laughs> they also talked – did Arnold have the input no, of like how he transforms himself into a mob guy? I think that's a good question. I wonder if this movie is not quite where Arnold's strong enough to rule the movie the way he wants as like a producer. I feel like this is probably like right before he gets to that point. I, wonder, I think like, the next one might be Predator. Predator mm-hmm. and then he does Terminator 2 like two years later then. Like his next two movies yeah. are Predator and Terminator 2. So like yeah. then Arnold's that's, like an he's an institution at that point. He does whatever the fuck he wants. He, he pays for shit. Yeah. That's when the chopper happens. Yeah. That yeah. is the chopper. Yeah. And stick around. Actually, I had a hard time writing alternative titles for this because most of them just became quotes. I mean uh, it's not like normal. Well, Literally. Dave, I mean, this, no, is your I mean, movie. I this is your movie and your segment. This is your movie and your segment. Hit it. Can I talk about one more thing before Dave takes this whole thing home? Not yeah, my segment. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I he wants to get talk out of your about, way. He wants to go get his bucket yeah. and get out of the way. <laughs> I just want to talk about the music because uh, as a person who does score things, I thought I might have some insight into it, which was the music did not fit what was happening in any, in most scenes. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> the, the, the one, if you could... Josh, if you could maybe play the music that's in the cemetery scene, mm. which is kind of like a bop. Harry, I didn't know it was you. That's all right. Hey, now I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get the ambulance for you. It'll come. You go on, beat it. If the cops take you and I don't make it, you'll be years explaining this. Harry, don't die. It's not over. Now go on. Go on, get out of here. Beat it. I see you soon, okay? But they're going to like murder someone. It just it does not fit the mood of the scene. There's a that lot of music. Uh, of music in that. I don't that think. Like, I think it's the same thing. It's jarring. Composers. It's like there were seven different composers. Then we're like, we need a country guy, a rock guy, and then a folk guy, and maybe some classical guys, and then get them yeah. all together, and they'll make a and then some cocaine. Make they a had hit. the band for a week. Yeah, they had a, like a bunch of cocaine. They had the they had the band for a week. They rented a studio, and they're just Do you like, think like that. Make like uh, Keith Richards owed Dino De Laurentiis some kind of gambling debt or some drug debt, and he was like, "Fuck it, you can have satisfaction for this one movie, dickhead." And are we good? Are we square? 
He's like, no, I feel like if you describe this to to um, Keith Richards, this movie, if Dino, they're hanging out, if Dino describes this movie to Keith Richards, I feel like he would have said, yeah. Because Fuck he's yeah. like, I got Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like killing you guys the mob like Conan, in Chicago. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably like, that's how fucking You think Keith awesome. Richards was yeah. a big Conan guy? I just think he just probably <laughs> thought it sounded cool. It's like a mob movie where the biggest, one of the biggest action stars in the world is like yeah. killing people. It's in and Chicago. He be, likes the blues. About to be one of the biggest action stars. And he's, just he's, for yeah. context. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, this is like prime time. 86, yeah. in my opinion, is yeah. now it's no longer Steve McQueen. It's no longer, you know, even Jimmy Kahn, even though. No, but he hasn't outpaced Stallone yet. He no, they're, they're competing. They're Van, still Damme, competing. Van Damme is around. Seagal is around. Bruce Willis. Uh, Jeff Speakman is around. Sure. Jeff Speakman. Perfect weapon. <laughs> is 86 Die Hard? Or is Lorenzo it, is Lamas. That, I think 86 <laughs> is Die Hard. Or 87? No, I don't know. 89. There's I no way Die Hard is also Die Hard. I think it's 89 is Die Hard. No, but, but, Ar- yeah. but like Arnold surpasses all of them in a couple of years. He just hasn't quite hit that yet. He's not Predator, there. Yet. I think Predator pushed him over the top. T2, man. T2, and remember how? Yeah, no. Yeah. T2 was like other galaxy for leaping to a movie star level kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Dave, all right. Dave, Mike, Rex, Mike uh, set you up. Go ahead. Yeah. We're, we're clearing out. It's ISO ball the rest of the way. You don't know what that Awful. means, but it means Awful. take it. All right. I'm just trying to get my, my Arnold voice down. It's just the right. thing. Ready? Alternative titles Raw Dog, Raw Nuts, Raw Veg. <laughs> Raw cilantro, uh, station wagon gangsters. Um, <laughs> if you watch in the beginning of the movie, they get out to kill them, and they're all oh, the mob guys come out of a station wagon. Yes, <laughs> raw dialogue. Uh, Hillbilly showdown, barbecue copper, which was the copy one. Yeah, never mind. Uh, chip and fail. Uh, none of these are going to make any sense. Birthday cake blues. Um, <laughs> Drinking and baking, the name of my sex tape. Uh, shit, <laughs> shit cake, the name of Polo's hardcore band. Um, shit cake. <laughs> all shit the cake. guys keep getting nailed. Uh, <laughs> oops, yeah. I killed myself. Um, the, <laughs> the Oakside Boys Club strikes again. Um, do you remember the bus that pulled up and tried to kill the mob boss? Oh, right. yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Was that the Oakside Boys Club? It was. That's what it said on the side of the bus. Do you guys think um, the mob bosses deserved their fate? They always do. Isn't that how yeah. it clean? Works was it today? clean? Was it morally clean in this one? Yes. Sure. Okay. okay. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. Mike seems movie, disturbed by both of you. Any kind of morality, like. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Dave. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. He's hammering Leminski hard. Um, <laughs> this is my lunch, you son of a bitch. Which uh, <laughs> was a weird throwaway line from the limo driver. The great uh, line. I'm not a cop. I'm a player. I just fuck a lot. Um, Miami. <laughs> Miami blow the flow. <laughs> um, the P stands for Peter. Because uh, in the movie it says pussy. Uh, cops are awesome. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was that line? What was yeah. the actual line? He goes, what does the P stand for? And, he, and it's a beat and it goes, oh, yeah. Pussy. Pussy. He's like, pussy. <laughs> Wait, cops are awesome. Ooh, things are sexy. Saxophone. Ooh, that was most of what I thought. Um, I didn't get these titties out for nothing. Um, I don't want this face. I just want his ass. I think that was a direct quote from Leminski. Uh, don't let him in too far too fast. Name of my other sex tape. Uh, this plan is the bomb uh, with the bombs of uh, fuck that vending machine. It's only got too Pacific. I have a girlfriend in Canada. I have a girlfriend in Canada. I have a girlfriend in Canada. Guitars and guns. Uh, you know what you got? You know what you got? Raw ass. Um, disco gunfight. 
I told you it was, it was tough. <laughs> it could have used a disco gunfight. Yeah, I thought nice. it was like that trope where yeah. like they were gonna shoot the stereo and it starts playing like you know, oh freak out. <laughs> no, no, that would have been great with a strobe light, with a yeah, disco exactly. ball. Yeah, exactly. I need to write a stupid action movie. Um, uh, <laughs> I did notice that a lot of the sets in this movie did not have ceilings. <laughs> That was just a common no. theme that I saw. Yeah, yeah. the ceilings. No, those indoor work. sets were uh, were not complete. They they did not waste they money. The satisfaction. That's they why. definitely put some like black tarp over the sets. <laughs> oh yeah, like blankets, they, the bar. <laughs> yeah, all Ooh. of it. There's no ceilings. It's amazing. <laughs> all right, Dave. Who do you want to start? Why don't you start? And it's got to end up at you. Back to you for the for the uh, all right. The, the Mike, verdict. Does this movie suck now? Um. Yeah, <laughs> that looks hard. Got it. Kids got you down. <laughs> super confusing, and I didn't really know what was happening. And um, let's see. Just from as soon as like he started talking to his drunk wife, like I thought I was gonna get into this. Like the the beginning with the hit, the mob hit. Then there was the weird car chase where i'm like oh i'm like this could be funny it like looks kind of cool but this could be like funny and then he got in that conversation with his wife and i was like what the fuck are they talking about it's so and weird then, and uncomfortable that old yeah scene. most of the dialogue is scene. like that <laughs> where and then i just kept like losing track of like who was who and like why things were happening it was just like and then the, what kind of like did it for me was the hit on his buddy, the buddy cop. What's his name? Buddy? Oh, Harry. The, the cemetery shooting? That yeah, one? the cemetery yeah, shootout. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he goes, he walks so far up to Harry, not being like, hey, oh, shit, that's, that's Harry. That sure looks like my friend Harry visiting yeah. <laughs> his grave that I know is his son's or whatever. You know? He left out the VO <laughs> where it was like, he's like, that looks like Harry's hat. Also, That's strategically, I want them separate more. They were too close to each other to be flanking. Yeah, you know, they were like all in, in still one kind of sweep of fire. You got to spread out. More. Well, you don't. You don't want to like. You, you don't want to get spread out more. You got to have somebody behind fire. a tree just just in case. Yeah. Like, well, you got to oh know. Guys. You got to know things about stuff to make a scene <laughs> like that happen, and they just didn't. They know <laughs> things about John stuff. Irvine Irvin, who was the director. Yes. Yes. So he had a two movie run. He had this and the uh, um, uh, Hamburger Hill were like his two big movies, and then he kind yeah, of. Yeah. But then oh, he kept making movies, actually, but just you never heard of any of them. I can't remember if Hamburger Hill for, is, for is Irvin. Good. He said that he was an actor's director, and he very much liked working with him. Apparently, I mean, he's a pro. The, he kept working till 2016. He made like the, movies and TV shows. The performances that the other actors are putting in are. Are Oscar worthy? Wait, did it we just, confirm? Did we? That, but did we it confirm? just doesn't make any sense. In the movie. <laughs> well, because they're all Harry, acting the shit. Is Harry out of the scenes. dad? Solo was Harry the dad from? Um, oh, sh- I, what? You know what? It's too far gone. I'm just gonna I say can't. yes. This is gonna like, haunt me. You know what? It's, Pick it up it's until it's your you. turn. That's how it's yeah. gonna be. By right. the way, oh, well, what was I gonna say? Okay. Like this movie makes me do forget things. <laughs> it All really right. does. So uh, Mike, gotta, this movie, gotta... I'll, I'll say it in the parlance of our podcast. This movie sucks now. Uh, <laughs> we have Josh. Parlance. Josh, does this? I don't know if that's the right word for that. Josh, does this movie suck now? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I'm sorry, Dave. I got to be blunt. I, I know there's a nostalgia attached to it. I if it. I thought it was symbolic that I saw this movie probably a solid three and a half weeks ago. And I tried to take notes and I saw it over two sittings and I stayed awake for most of it. And I did all the things. Holy and it shit. Is just like he is the dad from, from Christmas brain. story. He is confirmed, right? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, solo. It is. <laughs> That's amazing. That makes it a little bit. Better, I love this guy. Actually. I have to learn his name. Sorry. Solo. go on my bad. No, that's an important detail. Darren McGavin. Fucking hero. <laughs> and he walks again. Was that after it? After all that. Um, no, I mean, look, I there's parts of it that I obviously feel slotted nicely into 1986. Like what J-Bone was saying earlier about like <laughs> the weird, the weird like violence wrapped around. Like that was very uh, 1986 in a nutshell. 
Uh, and I appreciated that in retrospect, watching the film now, but it wasn't enough to help it not suck. Generally. You know what? It reminds you so, about how like awesome Paul Verhoeven's movies were in this era when you got like, Robocop yeah. or Total Recall yeah. and they were actually knew what they were ta- doing with this violence and like using it, it as part of what they're doing instead of just using it as it shock, does. It does know? fascinate me, though, when I go into like the alternative universe hole where I'm like, oh, my God, let's go to a universe where. Uh, you know, Dino De Laurentiis actually directed Total Recall and Patrick Swayze was the lead in that movie and like the cascade effect. And then Arnold yeah. is the lead in Die Hard, which he was slated for instead of Bruce Willis. And like, it's a totally different world. Die Hard does not work. A Patrick Swayze God, no. and like... In Total Recall. Yeah, during, in Total <laughs> like, Recall. And what if like he got like De Palma or somebody to direct it? What if like it was something wild like that? I might be interested yeah. in something like that. Crazy. I mean, all right. So, so Dave, Dave's nodding yeah. too. Dave's like, fuck yeah, give me some Swayze and De Palma and cocaine making total recall. I'm in. I'd be into that. Absolutely. <laughs> right, but, me too. But, yeah. but all around, moving the ball around, J Bone. What do you think? Does this movie suck now? I'm gonna go funny that it got from it went from you to me because I'm gonna do the most solo thing and be like, uh, this movie absolutely sucks, but I fucking love this movie. I have a huge like, <laughs> bursting heart for this movie because it's so fucking stupidly bad. Uh, and that's exactly the word, I guess. It's stupidly bad. There's so much meat on these bones, and they're fucking shredding it and like covering it in the worst flavor combinations you can think of, <laughs> like missing out every possible chance they have to have a good movie here. And 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 yet some of it's still really funny. The fucking Harry scene that Mike brought up is amazing <laughs> at the end of the movie with the nurse and the walking, and like it's so fucking weird. And awesome. And the beginning of the movie is incredible, too. The opening montage and the the murder of the witness. It's fucking wild. He has a gun that's like six feet long and he creeps yeah. up like three feet behind <laughs> yeah. the guy. Like, how bad of a shot are you that you, you have a sniper rifle and you have to get like a piss length away from the guy before you shoot him? It's insane. It makes no sense. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, but it absolutely <laughs> sucks. This is not a good movie. <laughs> and it does it does not make any no. sense and and not in a way that's like artistically interesting it's like a fucking train wreck but it's made with a lot of heart and cocaine and it's fun so dave tell us what you think <laughs> i mean honestly i'm on the same train that uh jay bones on where it's like i kind of was like i think this is great for the pod i think this movie is far just so fucking ridiculous it's so and ridiculous it's one of those movies that's like, like I said, it's great for the pod because it's like you watch some of these movies and they're great to talk about because it made no sense. And instead of trying to be like, was it a good movie? I'm like, no, it was 86. And it's just one of those crazy, no. weird movies that came out for no reason. Great choice. I mean, Absolutely great yeah. choice. Where this movie's going to fail the grade, but all the teachers love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so ridiculous and great. And Man, one of the he's so I dumb, remember, but he's a sweetie, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know what? It caught I my attention. I love that, that guy. <laughs> it caught my attention as a kid because then I always thought, like, from Commando to that, to, to like Rambo, that there always had to be, like, a getting ready for the big battle scene where they have to check all their guns. Not Rambo, <laughs> but the sequels. Rambo sequels. Sequel, I think oh, yeah. that's a, you got to draw that line because Rambo is, like, a serious movie about, about something. Oh, first Rambo blood is, is a masterpiece. Blowing shit up. It is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. they're very but different. You genres. know what I mean? Yeah, but totally. Rambo, the first one, also comes out. I think before we're into mid early eighties, like uh, trope of action that lasts until like the early nineties. Yeah. I think you want you to know? talk sliding but, doors though. The Stallone sliding door is interesting. What if Stallone decides to pursue like being a serious like artist, which he has a side of him that is that. If he swings that way instead of going, I can make how much money by keep making Rambo movies that have bigger explosions? And they're like, so much fucking money, Sly. He's like, all right, we're going that way. But it would yeah, be, yeah. that'd be another interesting shift of like sliding yeah. doors if, if Sly goes after artist. not making any money being yeah. in Death Race, so. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Rocky yeah, made a lot know. of money. I, I don't think this movie sucks in the inner like i would say it sucks as a movie it's not a good movie but on the other end i'm like if you got drunk and you watch this with your friends you're probably going to enjoy it listen because this is so ridiculous totally this is not I would robin hood with you guys like if we were all like oh let's yeah, just it would be on. fun this yeah. is not prince of thieves prince of thieves is a should be erased this movie doesn't need to be erased it sucks but it, it exists and it deserves to exist because it's fun 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't hold up well now, which is like Dave said, the point of the podcast. That's the whole thing. But like we yeah. can respect it as a moment in time. It probably didn't hold up then either, but it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think true. that's why it's like every time I said raw deal, even yeah. you guys knowing Schwarzenegger movies, you're like, what? I didn't remember it. Which I remember the cover. I do. I remember the cover on the VHS of him with his like biceps, like holding a gun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's weird is that Dave, you you keep bringing up the way that you used to like catch this movie in quotes, like right before the big gunfight scenes. And I have like a very hazy memory of being at your house with you being like, Hey, you want to watch a movie or like raw deal? I'm like, sure. And then like, you've actually specifically fast forwarding to that part of the movie. (laughs) So I'm wondering if subconsciously you just had this on tape and like, you would just be, when you were bored, be like, I'm going to watch raw deal. I probably bought it when it was like cheap, you know what I mean? At some point. And I probably totally like honestly uh, yeah. before I, I discovered remember. like Jackie Chan and some other like stuff like just better action stuff for it yeah, being maybe action. the tape was like pre round like pre wound to that point or something it was <laughs> That's just, probably like, where I watched like, oh, it from yeah. absolutely because I was like oh this is when it actually gets good <laughs> I, I don't remember it's that VHS. Dave, as, this as was a when great I looked choice. at the cover yeah <laughs> you knocked it out of the but thank you for reminding me about that I totally am like totally forgot that yeah. I did. That's awesome. <laughs> it would have been the same thing with Big Trouble in Little China. I would have like fast forwarded to like the scene in the alley. The alley. Praise that movie's alley. name. That movie and is the most wonderful the end movie. scene where they all fight because those are my favorite. Those yeah. were and still are my favorite. Even like Army of Darkness. I love that entire movie. But I kind of want the big battle at the end. I just like that. That's just it's Dave Stylings. Yeah. You like the set pieces. So, yes. So I, I get the next movie, right? Your pick, next your next pick. solo. I was wondering. I thought Weird I was terrified oh, yeah. that it was me because yeah. I was not. So I'm after you solo. Yeah, you're after. Then okay. we start the cycle all over again. Then the, right. Then the the cycle begins. <laughs> and also, should we ever do one? I did like Mike's episode on bad anime. By the way, um, if we ever do a crossover, those guys seem like they'd be pretty fun to chat with. Because oh, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be this week. Yeah. Or no, no, we whenever. I just mean yeah. when we plan to do another one because they did Princess Mononoke too. You <laughs> can have them. Okie dokie Mononoke. Okie dokie Mononoke. Okie dokie Mononoke. Okie dokie Mononoke. They can suggest a movie for us to watch. Yeah, and it would probably be in the vein of us trying to get us more into Do you guys know who Neil Breen is? Have you ever heard of Neil Breen? No. No. Everybody no, at home and you guys all look up Neil Breen. He makes movies that, yeah, I just can't. Yeah, I could look suggest some animes, but I would not so, know. By let's I don't get back know. to it. Solo, solo. It's your pick. It is my pick, and I've picked, and I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. And that's that's like kind of a no, the trigger, man. We're, we're doing the movie Go from 1999, oh. which is, I think the part like the end it is a definitive end of an era type movie because it is one of the last ones of the century it is like before cell phones it's the end of like that 90s vignette style movie where they have all these interwoven stories that come together and like some weird comedic or tragic and that i thought was the pinnacle of it and suzanne is a huge fan and she's going to guess real quick on it too nice Nice. secret um that's we are a good both, one. We are both huge fans of the movie Go for, oh, for Go. a variety of reasons. Oh, yeah. The movie Go, yeah. I love that Dave, movie. Wait, Dave, you were guessing Secret of Nim? That was your uh, actual I was going to guess anything that wasn't what he was saying. Oh, oh, oh I see. <laughs> I, was, I was, if you meant it like sincerely, I was really curious how you got there. I was like, how did he get Secret of Nim from, from that? They're mice. There's no <laughs> cell phones. Yeah, there's no cell phones. Secret of Nim. I know Secret. it. <laughs> <laughs> What There's else a, could it yeah, be? Sid Caesar's in it. <laughs> it's the end of an era. They're about Ashkenazi Jews. Shit, that's American Tale. Wait, I mean, where he did that? <laughs> but is this one about Jews too? <laughs> could Probably. be. I, I don't know. Yeah. I one of the scriptwriters of Raw Deal was trying to write an allegory of like. What? What? Is, what so when's the last time you guys saw Go? I think I saw it like I think it'll be an interesting ago. one to see. Yeah. Yeah. Doug Lehman, right? Director yeah. of Swingers. Lehman, who and, also did, yeah, exactly. And he also did the uh, the Tom Cruise movie where he died over and over again. I keep The Edge of Tomorrow. The, the Edge of Edge Tomorrow. Of tomorrow yep. yeah, I was going to say Day movie. After Tomorrow, uh, but actually on the last podcast, we said that before. 
We are actually Mr. Had, and Mrs. Smith, which is we not, had not some terrible. rambling about it. It was pretty funny where it was like, no, you know, all those action movies. And you're like, where New York freezes over. And you're like, no, that was the day tomorrow. That's oh, we were trying to figure out 2012. That's why I couldn't remember who all outran right. a, a earthquake versus who outran the cold. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage <laughs> outran the earthquake. No, John Cusack outran the earthquake. Right. Deep impact. In 2012. Jake Gyllenhaal outran the cold. He and did. wolves and, wolves. and yeah. the rock wolves. out outran a tsunami a tsunami and yeah. honestly so, san andreas is, is a fun watch yeah, i don't know if you've seen that yeah and also he that. did another movie called like skyscraper or some shit oh skyscraper's mm. good uh, I, it's, I, also, I like it's just like san andreas with with a skyscraper doesn't he doesn't he have a fake limb in that movie like a fake yes fake he limb? does yes like a, he does like he doesn't actually have a fake limb but they fake that he has a fake yeah limb? yeah should we the see Rock a Fast and Furious up. movie eventually? A what? A Fast and Furious movie eventually? Well, we don't I mean, have maybe. to. I just love I, those movies. J-Bone has a pick coming up, and I, I hear do. he's I, a fan. I, I adore <laughs> Fast Five, but I'm probably not going to pick Fast Five. Just spoiler alert. That's probably but not you have to pick, like, anyway. whichever. If you're a fan of the Fast and Furious, you have to pick which one you least like, and we can decide if we like it better I than you. Tell them well, I have a story. Recently, I do have a story about the director of the original Fast and Furious movie. His name is Rob Cohen. He has directed um, Dragonheart, a movie that I really remember loving. He's definitely that, on my yeah. list. Um, he directed, he directed Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, Bruce. which is also a good movie. Yeah. He directed Stealth, which is not a good movie. Um, and he did the first Fast and Furious movie. Good career like of making money and doing good like medium budget thrillers that made money. Um, so I'm at a wedding that he is also at. And the whole wedding weekend, everybody keeps asking me because they know I'm into movies and shit. And they're like, are you going to talk to him? I'm like, no, I don't like talk to people. It's not going to happen. I don't really. And then like people kept asking me, I was like, what am I going to say? Like, you made some good movies. Cool. <laughs> so like. So wait, did, did you talk to him? So at one point after <laughs> after the meal, I wanted coffee, as one does at a wedding and because I wanted to jam. So the groom is a musician. So his he gets up with his band wow. and they play a little bit at their own wedding. So as we're doing that, I'm sitting there and I smell coffee. I'm watching them and I turn around and Rob Cohen is standing behind me with his son drinking a fresh cup of coffee. Like, I am going to talk to Rob Cohen. Here we go. (laughs) And I said, hey, where'd you get that coffee? (laughs) And he he looks me dead in the eye. He's wearing Kabbalah beads and shit. And he looks me dead in the eye and he hands me his half drunk cup of coffee. Like, do you want mine? And I was like, no, thank you. I would like to get my own. Where did you get it? And he doesn't remember where he gets it. And I was like, all right, thanks, man. And I walked away. And that was my interaction with Rob Cohen at a wedding. I thought as you were walking away, you'd be like, it stealth sucked. He no, sounds but like I really wanted fucking leaving. coffee. And the, they were serving the coffee in like a corner without any way of like knowing that it was over there unless you happen to smell it. And I was You could have said, I have a podcast. <laughs> this, was before, you, you podcast. Yeah. this was this way is before podcast. Yeah. This was way before podcast. But that was, uh, uh, there you go. I met Rob Cohen, director of Fast and Furious. Not on my list, but Dragonheart, maybe on my list. Mm. That'd be a fun one. By, by the way, awesome. somebody yeah. somebody texted me uh, about, it was actually Carter texted me uh, about Fast and Furious movies because he's been flying a lot. And he basically <laughs> asked me to rank them in what order he should watch them. Oh. And off the top <laughs> of my head, within like a minute, I texted him back. You start. You just start with five. That's what and I said. Then go I, until I you said, can't take it anymore. I Homer said is... five, seven, one, eight, six, nine, two, three, four. Whoa! <laughs> you like four the least? Oh yeah, four is definitely the worst. Come on, is four Tokyo Drift? Is that in the same universe? Tokyo Drift is three. So four is. I think it's. I think four. It's like the first one is the Fast and the Furious, and then four is Fast and Furious. That one. I don't know. It's just really bad. It's the one where Letty uh, gets killed. No, but then they but bring her back in killed. six. Right. Yeah, they they Which everybody. The one where six, I will say six opens with a montage of one through five to catch you up. Yes. It's not a bad place to start, and then you can go back for five if you're like I like six and you want the better version of it. You can go back to five. That's not a bad. I way just to told start him it. to watch five because it's like I'm five like you don't need to know anything. Nuts. It's just an awesome movie. Like <laughs> you'll awesome. you'll catch up with what's happening within within minutes. Yeah. One story uh, I would like to hear is from Fast and Furious Two, where obviously nobody except Tyrese and well, they introduced Tyrese, and then 
Paul Walker. John Singleton, because it was John Singleton wanted, movie. That yeah. was John Singleton. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else wanted to be in it, right? How did they get everybody back by the time they got to five? Money. Money. Yeah, money. Well, they and then they also realized they should keep Justin Lin, but just bring him over from Japan and be like, "Here's the franchise." And then shit—that's why shit takes off. They even know it's going to be a franchise by the time they got to that one because I think it's just become such a phenomenon. Yeah, but they got their steward, their guy who would like guide it. Justin Lin is a fucking monster, man. That dude can direct an action scene in his sleep. He's so fucking And the writer good. too. The writer, it was like Justin Lin and that writer together. Yeah. And that writer wrote all the way up until I want to say nine. Yeah. And he just like knows what to do. There's no question. It's, it's, they have to drive their way out of every situation. <laughs> Everything. And everybody gets their like, their little quip to say yeah. everybody has a character it's like everybody gets a new skill a sudden, every movie too like yeah. this is the evolution the, though of raw deal there sure i, I did all together <laughs> they, they watched raw deal and they figured out all the mistakes that raw deal made and then yeah. they were like this stuff is great this stuff isn't fast and furious justin Lane has absolutely seen well, fa- every fa- single fa- 80s action movie yeah absolutely he have fucking absorbed them through his skin <laughs> he knows exactly what Fast, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious are bad movies that are great. That's yes. like their whole thing. It's like they don't. They know what they are, and they put every dollar on the screen. And you're gonna love it. You're gonna want to see it in the movies. You're gonna want to feel the theater shake. You're gonna just like laugh at all the dumb jokes. And you're gonna also leave the cast is so ridiculous. Happy. They have like Charlie Theron just coming in randomly off yeah. like into scenes and shit. Like Kurt Russell, they have so many random amazing actors. But I feel like in. you could only do that now, whereas in the eighties, because everyone's seen these eighties ones that work and don't work. They were most of the time trying to kind of be serious about what it is instead of leaning. I mean, not all of them, of course. Yeah, but you know, I mean, Rob Hill yeah, is trying to be serious. <laughs> you know what makes Family Guy one of the best things about Family Guy in general? In the first season or two where they did the chicken fight with Peter and it just went on and on and on and on and on. And it just was like, I was like, that's why I know that Seth MacFarlane knows 80s action because it was just amazing. And it was the way you should lean into something that's silly, even if it was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't give me the eyebrow. That's a good point. Solo. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I don't make the De Niro face. You can't see it. This is radio, but. Wait, I have a Fast and Furious question, Mike. I can't remember. Yeah. Which one is it where The Rock is in the hospital with his daughter and his whole arm is in like a cast? And the windows the open. Off. Yeah, the windows open the background and you see like, and of course the news is on the TV and this like this news story comes, like there's a big explosion out the window way in the distance. Yes. And he gets this. up and it's like the news changes and he gets up and he's like, I got to go, kid. And he's all greased up and he flexes and breaks the cast. Like he yeah. just flexes his arm and breaks out of it in slow motion. It's fucking awesome. Is that so? Five? That is. I'll give you no. I'll give you the correct title. That is Furious Seven, uh. the last <laughs> movie where Paul Walker was in it. That was the last oh. good, really, really good and one. I will. Uh, um, I will dare any of you not to cry at the end oh. scene. No. When well, we Paul Walker and Vin Diesel on the next Vin episode. Well, so two, two episodes so The only is problem is, Mike, one of, one of like the two text episodes I'm on, somebody used a, a gif of that scene, except instead of Paul Walker, it was Harambe, the gorilla, and it's kind of ruined that scene for me. <laughs> <laughs> I still cry. Ten, I don't ten care. seconds. It made off. me cry when it was Harambe. It's like just as emotional. <laughs> it's so emotional. <laughs> All right. All right. What's the song? Oh, is it Nelly? What's the song that that is that's Do playing? Do drink and bake. <laughs> uh, 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 in your ear. Podcast Network.